Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Wednesday, July 19th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York area. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm David Escobar. And I'm Jaya Joyce. And here are today's headlines. New Yorkers may soon see changes to the cost of their daily train commutes. The MTA board is set to vote on whether or not to increase a range of different fares and fees for public transit. The exact results of the voting are still unclear, but here's what we know so far. Fares on MTA subways and buses are expected to go up from 275 to 290. That fare hasn't seen any changes since 2015. For suburban commuters, Metro North and LIRR fares are expected to go up about 4.3%. And around the city, tolls on MTA roadways like the Midtown Tunnel and Whitestone Bridge could go up almost 6%. These changes are being fielded to a group of opponents today, but if approved, they could go into effect as early as next spring. Temperatures in New York City are dangerously rising as we get into the midst of summer. But you might be asking yourself, where are all the cooling centers? So far, there have been about 150 heat-related hospital visits recorded by the city health department this month. The temps have reached an average daily high of around 90 degrees Fahrenheit. Despite this, the city hasn't opened any air-conditioned facilities to help New Yorkers beat the heat, even though it's part of the city's heat emergency plan. That's because the National Weather Service hasn't issued a heat advisory. If and when they do, the city's cooling centers will be back in full swing. This week is Korean Arts Week at Lincoln Center. WFUV's Avery Loftus has more information about the events taking place. Hey, Avery. Thanks for having me, David and Jaya. Can you first tell us a little bit more about this week at Lincoln Center? Korean Arts Week is a part of the Lincoln Center Summer for the City programming that hosts arts and culture events all around Lincoln Center. So, can you tell us more about some of the events? Tonight, there is a free performance from Korean bands, Crying Nut, and Say Sumi, followed by a K-pop silent disco. Throughout the week, there will be more free silent discos, dances, and musical performances. What should people know if they want to attend? Most of the Summer for the City programming is free and first-come, first-serve, so expect to arrive at least an hour before the event you want to attend. You can find more information about start times on the Lincoln Center Korean Arts Week website. Thanks, Avery. An iconic art installation in the East Village is making its return. The Alamo Cube, a.k.a. the Spinning Cube, has been reinstalled at the Lafayette and Astor Place intersection in Manhattan. The statue was created by artist Tony Rosenthal in 1967. It was the first ever piece of public art purchased by New York City. The cube stood in the East Village and became a popular tourist attraction, but the wear and tear of constantly being spun around made the statue break in 2021. So after $100,000 of repairs, the Alamo Cube is back, and according to officials, it's ready to endure spins for about another 20 years. And on this day in 2018, New York State declared today Billy Joel Day. That's after he became the first artist to ever play 100 shows at Madison Square Garden. For his 100th show, Joel was joined by New Jersey rock legend Bruce Springsteen for a rendition of his song, Born to Run.
Since he started his MSG residency in 2014, Billy Joel's become a staple of the venue. He consistently sold out 20,000 seats per night. But Joel's monthly residency will end at 150 shows. The artist announced earlier this year that his last concert will be in July 2024. Up next is our weekly music segment on the What's What podcast that delivers the latest music news. We have WFUV's Rosie Lenz here to tell us all about the latest headlines. It's good to be back. There's a lot going on in the music world in New York City this week. The Brooklyn Museum is opening an exhibit dedicated to Jay-Z on Friday. The Book of Hove exhibition is 40,000 square feet and pays homage to Jay-Z's influence on culture, music, and society. The idea is to reflect on 50 years of hip-hop from a rapper born and raised in New York City. What will the exhibit look like? Well, it sounds like it'll be two floors all about Jay-Z. There'll be recordings, clothing, and different mementos from his tours and careers. It's even divided up based on lyrics or phrases that the artist has included in songs. Sounds very unique. How can New Yorkers attend the exhibit? That's the best part. Anyone with a library card can go see the exhibit. What else is going on around the city? Well, the Brooklyn Museum isn't the only one looking to celebrate the 50th anniversary of hip-hop. Amazon Music will launch its 50 and Forever celebration starting July 17th. That's so cool. What are they doing for the celebration? There's going to be different performances across New York City from July 20th to July 28th. The lineup includes Rick Ross and The Clips. How can fans access tickets? Tickets to both the events are being sold on Ticketmaster for just $10. Fans who can't make it in person can also watch from home. And if you're busy that week, live streams of the performances will also be available on Amazon Music's Twitch channel. And what have you got to round out this week's music news? At this point, it's to no one's surprise, but Taylor Swift is continuing to grace headlines. Her new re-recorded album, Speak Now, Taylor's Version, has debuted at number one on the Billboard charts. It joins her three other albums that are currently sitting in the top ten. Now, I know she's broken many records before, but it's the first time in record charting history that a woman has ever broken the specific record, and she's one of the only three artists to ever accomplish this feat. To top it all off, she also holds the record for most number one albums in history. There's no stopping her. And not only is she breaking records with her newest re-recorded album, her tour is also reportedly boosting the U.S. economy. Wait, explain. Well, according to the Philadelphia Federal Reserve Office, Swift's tour helped to boost hotel revenue in the city. Swift performed in Philadelphia in May, which was also the strongest month for hotel revenue in the city. Has this happened anywhere else? The same can be said in Chicago. Swift's residency in the city set a record for the total number of hotel rooms occupied. That sounds like a lot of fun. Thanks for joining us, Rosie. Thank you again. See you soon. And that's our show for today. But check back with us tomorrow around 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And as always, you can find more from us at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm David Escobar. And I'm Jaya Joyce. And that's What's What.